Welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Hustle. I'm Anthony Filipovich, and along with co-host Justin Spinsky, we're honored to welcome the mystic that walks among us, Todd Engel. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate it. Pleasure. So, Todd, one of the things um, I wanted to talk about is uh, the goddess energy and the importance of the goddess energy, um, not only to the female, but also to the male. Um, the importance of the male honoring that energy. Um, and it's more, it's not even from like a selfish perspective, even like when a, a man understands the goddess energy and honors it, he supports her, but in the end, he makes his life a lot better also, right? Because the goddess energy is kind of like the most primal creative energy in the universe. So I've heard you talk so eloquently about the goddess energy before and her place in the world and, and how men should treat that. Um, let's, let's get into that. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll start where I perceive, uh, um, how I perceive goddess energy. Um, and this is just how I perceive it through the years of just working and studying human consciousness and whatnot. Um, human consciousness itself, uh, as you've probably experienced, it's like levels of planes of vibrations within light. So you have these light uh, vibrations of consciousness, right? And even though we live in a world that's primarily just created by the goddess, the goddess just creates, 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 creates. Still, there's a, a plane of existence where uh, the goddess lives and you can access that plane you, with your attention, your, your awareness, and bring down that energy to enhance your life, to and boost your life. Um, and that, that energy is accessible through, um, it, it's, I mean, I access it through, uh, primarily through my heart chakra, but there's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, I'm trying to think of things that kind of block the energy in space because the goddess never likes to be contained, right? She just wants to be free. She wants to create. She just wants to have, have, have. <laughs> and, and that's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch it in motion because when she starts unfolding it, there's, she's unstoppable. And um, the things that kind of pin her down or contain her are, there's really only two things I can think of. And one is, FUD, <laughs> fear, uncertainty, and doubt, <laughs> and uh, judgment, you know, judgment of yourself, judgment of others. Uh, these, these energies tend to uh, create scarcity, create a, um, a lack of expansion. They're more contracting energies, so to speak. That makes more sense. That makes sense. <laughs> How do you take that the whole theory of the goddess and the goddess energy into your relationship? Like, how does that translate into dealing with another physical being? Right. And, and, and that's, uh, and thank you for mentioning that, because the goddess can be both in the male and the female, right? right. It, it's, not it's not necessarily uh, gender <laughs> specific, although female, uh, the, the female form is much more... Um, a vessel for the goddess right per se estrogen is a goddess hormone you know uh a, a woman can create a baby that's just insane that, that that whole process of creating a baby and and if, if you've ever been close to somebody that's gone through the delivery process that whole thing it's just it's a miracle life 
um, that's pure goddess energy. The uh, even the, the the body of a woman, the uh, vagina, the yoni, is in just incredible force of the goddess energy. That's why a lot of religions have just suppressed it. Um, right. You know, women are not allowed in so many religious uh, factions because <laughs> they fear the power. They fear that power. And I don't know why uh, the goddess of energy has been feared for so long, but uh, those days are coming to an end. I give you a conspiracy theory on that one. Um, just it seems like we're going to get pretty deep on this, so we, so we might as well. But um, uh, goddess energy, uh, basically pure abundance, unlimited um, energy, all of the stuff that that they say that that um, that wealthy people say doesn't exist. Everything's always scarcity. The economy mm-hmm. couldn't exist if there wasn't scarcity. That's, that's the number one thing that moves this invisible hand is the idea of uh, supply and demand if you're low on supply. But it's like it, when, you, when you stop, you think about it, the uh, limitedness of everything, then it's just, it, it could dissolve whole economies. And then um, what you're looking at is um, what was happening probably thousands of years ago was the transition from this abundant state of there's everything everywhere to a priest class of some sort saying, saying, um, no, everything is scarce. Um, give us all your stuff and we will distribute it out properly for everybody. And nobody would buy into that if, um, if we, if everyone thought everything was abundant. So that, that, that's sort of the, uh, cause there's a, the, this thing that we're talking about is, is, is extremely deep because we're talking about the difference between a, a society being focused on abundance and, and focused on scarcity. And, and it's very clear that we've been focused on scarcity for thousands of years that we can't even comprehend the idea of, uh, of, um, abundance right now um in in those terms does that, does that make any sense or, or am i just Abs- no 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 that absolutely makes sense i totally agree i mean even the idea i mean currency itself is goddess energy but the the bounding of it the hoarding of it that goes on today um that is not um that's 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 and that's where we're moving into a period where uh in hinduism you call it the maha uh goddess the, the wrathful where she's taking on both a male form and a female form in a sense of uh, generally uh, to anthony's question about how to be with the goddess you always want to support it's it's like you become the dirt where the flower comes out right um the goddess has always come out of the uh, the masculine even like in the bible uh, 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 eve comes out of the rib of adam right um uh, there's first the God and then the goddess arises out of that. And that's the role of, of the God form is to support the goddess. But in the, and the goddess creates everything. Um, and you're absolutely right that that currency, the, the structures that are in place now are all meant to harness and control that energy for the finite few. I totally agree with that. And that's where I'm very excited about, and we don't have to go deep into this, but um, there's emergent technologies now, especially cryptocurrency, that is releasing that energy. Um, one reason why people get so excited about it is because they can feel it. They can feel it, just immense possibilities. And also, you can't control it. It's distributed. And this is where people really start seeing the power of it. And I think... In the next 20 years, we're really going to see uh, the goddess pull a few tricks out of her hat and uh, take over the domain of what we currently call currency. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very interesting topic. So you, you see the whole crypto space as an expression of goddess energy because 
Because it's wild and uncontrolled. Yes, because because uh, how did I say? Um, we 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 do things all the time that bring value, right? And right. but we only perceive value when it's turned into currency. But that's ridiculous. You don't need currency to bring value to anything. Um, and the crypto space is going to dilute the idea of what we see value as. Everything will have value. Um, and I could see later on, even with the, the joining of uh, artificial intelligence, as you spend and do things and just move through the world, you're, you're creating value. And that value is being traded for other things. So you no longer have a central point of currency of control. And that's the key thing. Yeah. And once that's released, man, people won't be slaves anymore. We're, we're all, you know, nine to five slaves. And that's, that's and again, suppressing the human nature that is the goddess. If you didn't have to work, if people didn't have to go to work to, to support themselves and do all those things and they could do what they wanted to, they would become more authentic. They would become more themselves. They would be able to do the things they've always wanted to do. And that's goddess energy. That just, that just, that just makes people blossom. So to, to summarize, I, I think what we're seeing is the suppression of goddess energy was intentional. Um, and we can talk about like that. There's, that's a whole different like um, rabbit hole we can go under into. Yeah. Um, and what, in fact, that's done is push forward the idea that there's lack because God is, is, is creation, it's abundance, it's getting out mm -hmm. there and doing things, right? So that mm -hmm. has been suppressed. And what we're left with is the mundane, right? Like when you remove the goddess from the whole equation, it becomes road, it becomes boring, it becomes mundane, right? It and becomes, it becomes right? fearful, becomes fearful? uncertain. It, you have doubt. You, 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 all the energies that bring contract one's um, person, uh, all the energies that contract the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty, the judgments, all that comes into play, right? right. Right. Uh, if if people didn't have a fear of a scarcity consciousness, think about the, the, how much less violence there would be. <laughs> you, yeah. Why would you have to steal? Why would you have to take somebody else? Why would you be jealous of somebody else? Why why would any of that come into play? I, 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 that's a long ways down the road, right? But the, still, all these things create those triggers in people. When I say these things, these things being the fear, uncertainty, the doubt, the judgments. And that's what you turn on the TV. That's all you're fed all day long. Right. So, so this craving most people have that, that uh, if, if they don't find like an outlet leads to all types of different addictions, whether it's drugs, sex or whatever, that this deep need to connect to something is maybe that deep need is to connect to the goddess, that part of you that, that is unlimited. Oh, well said. Yes. Uh, and I, I totally agree. The, the expression of oneself. I think right. that when you feel you cannot express who you are, right. uh, it, it comes out in a very, uh, what's the word, it, convoluted way. Destructive. And, it comes out in a destructive, destructive way. Yeah, it does. It does. Yep. Yep. And, so, that's, and then that's, that's not the guy. The goddess is it's just, when you meditate on the goddess, you want to feel just completely unbridled. What right. would you do? What would you do? You know? Yeah. So 
let, let's take it. Let's take discussion into like day to day relationships, mm-hmm. right? So sure. you're married. How do you commune with the goddess in your relationship with your wife? Um, in 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 any relationship, I think you always have. Of the feminine expression and the masculine expression, right. expression, even if it's same sex, right? Um, and I think there are ways where um, I husband my wife by um, trying to give her the space to be whoever she wants to be, right? That's that's what I want to do for her, and that's the way I try to husband uh, uh, husband her, not by controlling her. The relationship you don't want to get into is a power struggle where I say this and you say that, and then we argue about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's still bitter, right? <laughs> it's none of that's important. It, it, what's important is that you you both have each other's respect in that you're a light being. You are both expressions of the God and the goddess, and you give each other that grace and space to uh, express that. Um, and the way you kind of do that is through love. I, I don't really know how to explain it. it. Love is an action. It's not, it's not something that you um, do once <laughs> or say. It's, right. it's a it's moment-by-moment a, a moment thing. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how else to express that. That's a very, it's a hard concept to, to, to talk about, I think, for me. It, it's is that more like about like I don't want to use like cliches, but it's it's being in the moment, like being present with her all yes. the time. Yes, that thank you. That, that's exactly what we're talking about. That's right. That's right. <laughs> being conscious, being conscious about where your attention is with your partner. Right. Like if if anger arises out of you, that's your issue. That's your anger arising out of something your partner has said, right? It has nothing right. to do with your partner. That's all you. And yeah. and you can say, well, you did this and it makes me angry. Well, that's okay. That's that's okay to express it, right? But holding on to that anger um, or trying to, to make a, a perfect example uh, for me was I have a unique driving style. And my <laughs> wife, <laughs> my, my wife, ha, uh, she has a very conservative driving style, right? Yes. And when I would get in the car, I was always um, critiquing her driving, right? And it was making her very upset. And, you know, after a while, I started realizing, well, why, why should I expect everyone to drive like me, right? And that's right there, that trigger, that that expecting somebody to do something like you do it because that's how you think it should be done. That's a judgment call. That's suppressing the goddess because you're not allowing somebody, you're not appreciating, appreciating that person for who they are, how they want to express themselves in their life and how they want to, to continue. Instead, you're trying to control it, contain it and, and make it like you. And that's, that's what you don't want to do in a relationship. You want to give each other the space to blossom. Right, but specifically between men and women, and you taught me this years ago. There's, there's, um, it, it, like what what you said makes makes sense, but that's uh-huh. but that applies to every every type of relationship, right? But when yeah, you're yeah. in in um, intimate relationship, the thing that uh, is important, like being a man, a man looks at the world a certain way, right? And w- when the wife wants to. Uh, wants to do work around the house that you don't, that you don't understand why that needs to be done. Everything's is 
good the way it is, right? <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you'd rather go riding your bike than work around the house. You have to take that a step further and, and really get into the, the goddess energy. The goddess energy really is all about creating all the time. Yeah. Like it, it oh. seems it never stops, right? And, and the male energy, at least for me, it, was, it took me a while to understand that and appreciate that and not resent that. Yes. Yes, I do. I do. Uh, in, in, in general, and I say just in general, right? Because there are, there are people that men who, uh, embody a lot of goddess energy as person that always comes to my mind is like Elon Musk, right? This guy is just out there creating outrageous things, huge things with tons of money. And he, he's not, he doesn't seem to be really making it all about him or anything else. He's just having fun out there creating, right? Um, Anthony Robbins is another one who does his creation is empowering people, making people, uh, expanding their awareness and their mind, right? Uh, That's, that's also, Uh, so I think what you're trying to say is in the relationship, um, being kind of mindful of the goddess uh, um the, i think what you're trying to say to me is there is a, a husbanding part where the, the goddess isn't always grounded um, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking like that but no no I, I was thinking the the goddess is like creation right uh-huh, uh-huh. and we have that part of us but she like she t- takes it to the feminine level, which is a lot more than the, the, the average male, right? She's always out there creating around the house and everything. Like everything's always shifting and moving, mostly for the better, right? Me as a, as a male who lived by myself for a long time, wasn't, wasn't used to that energy of always shifting, creating and moving things. Mm. But, but it's, mm. it's a feminine energy. That, that's, what, that's what they do, right? And mm-hmm. And I had to understand that from a feminine perspective in the goddess energy. And that's what you helped me with, understanding the goddess energy and how it manifests through women. And then learning to appreciate that and not only not get, like, um, not get irritated by it at certain points, but supporting it. And then once you start mm-hmm. actually supporting it, then things start happening. There seems to be a lot more abundance comes into your life, right? I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the grounding mm-hmm. part, you got, you know, you got to do that too because sometimes they get a little out mm-hmm. there. You got to ground them, but that's not what I'm really referring to at this point. I understand. Okay, so yes, yes. And I think, I think what we're talking about is, um, see, I, and this is something that uh, we had those conversations a long time ago. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've really kind of pulled away from the whole gender thing because I, I, I can't, I can't, that's, to me, it's even constricting <laughs> for the goddess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. Generally, generally, in general, uh, women tend to be, um, men are much more logical. You know, they tend to think things very logically. Women yeah. can be, in our view, unlogical because they're embracing more a lot of emotion and I just feel like doing this and they'll do it, right? And that's pure goddess energy, be, being being in charge of your emotions and, and, and using your emotionality is much more in line with the goddess than the mind. Even though the mind is part of the goddess, the mind, it, it's logical, it's constricting, it, it, 
it, it the miracles don't lie in the mind. Right? No. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, not the, at all. The, the fear lies in the mind, right? That's the fear. Yeah, the fear, the control, right? All that, right? Is all in the mind. And men tend to go, oh, well, that's a silly idea. You know, right, why would yeah. you ever do that? Right? That was yeah. me. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know, I was like, oh, you know, and now you, if you kind of do that now, I mean, women are like, well go fuck yourself. You know, I'm going to go do it anyway. <laughs> I don't even need you anymore. And that's the Maha goddess. Like the, the woman doesn't need a man anymore in our society to do anything she wants to do. Right. That's the beauty of America. Right. Uh, or any Canada or anywhere that where women have freedom to do anything they want. Um, yes. They, they still make less money. They still are dealing with a lot of the, the sexual issues that are going on in our society, the violence, um, the number one killer women, I think is men. Um, it, it, and these things need to still change, but, uh, you're absolutely right. And most relationships, uh, and I, I watch, I love watching couples interact. It, the man tends to be much more logical. The female is a little less logical, but her mind is much more open to possibilities, much more open to, uh, the miracles of life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think yeah. uh, something that, that just needs to be focused on a, a little bit more right now, because you've hinted at it a few times, but I think we just need to like clarify it. Um, and I think that it's something that uh, if people understood more, there'd be a lot less uh, stress between the genders. And, and, and that's the, these energies, masculine energy and feminine energy is within every single person. Um, and, and it's not like an even split or anything, but, but it, you can be masculine uh, and be a woman and you can be feminine and be a man. Those, those, those two things aren't um, uh, mutually ex- exclusive just because uh, I have a penis and therefore I can't, um, I can't do uh, express feminine energy um, that, that it goes much, much deeper than, than, than that in, in general. And, um, and, and I mean, you see that in multiple areas of, of the body in particular in, in the brain, which, which has the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, which are literally two separate brains that can function without the other. Um, like if you had removed one, they, you, you would still be able to, to live. So these are two separate brains um, that um, one is the logical side, the very stereotypical um, masculine energy. And then the, 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 right, uh, the, the right brain is the, the feminine, creative, imaginative energy. And um, uh, on top of that, when you look at um, esoteric stuff, they always talk about um, and androgens and um, hermaphrodites, which are um, basically uh, uh, alchemically... Uh, combining the um, masculine and feminine to get together. Um, and I feel like in our society, we, we always exclusively talk about, oh, you're a woman, so you're all feminine. Oh, you're a man, you're all masculine. And it's like, that is just not the case. And that is not the goal of, uh, of becoming more enlightened um, when it comes to that stuff. Because too much logic, no, not a good thing. Too much creativity and you're not, um, you're, you're not focusing on a single thing. Is that, is, does that make sense? Absolutely. And uh, you, you said it very eloquently. And that, that's the part where I, I struggle even to, when I talk about it, like, you know, getting yeah. into the, the very male and feminine, you know, female roles, because the, the roles, the role playing is a little bit dangerous, right? It, it, it's, it is a little bit, um, but you can both appreciate it. And, and you look at how the role of the, of the man has changed so much in our country. I mean, in the seventies, we were, you know, slapping women on the ass and, you know, going yeehaw. In the 80s, we were like, okay, you can't do that as much. <laughs> In the 90s, it was very clear, like, oh, well, this is, you, you can't just treat a woman as an object that they want to be appreciated. And this is right, I mean, 
one thing I love about cinema is it really reflects that, right? And uh, right now, you can't sell a movie without a strong female player. She's going to kick ass and she's going to take names. And that's just the way it's going to be. And if you don't have that in a movie, it's not going to sell. So the men now, it's, it's, it's funny. I watch young men now struggle with um, not so much the newer generations, but the, the kind of the, I think, I don't know if millennials struggle with it generation after them what do they do you know because they were getting mixed signals i'm supposed to be macho but i'm not i'm supposed to do this but i can't and and now it seems very the younger generations i love watching because they don't feel that uh, polarization nearly as much you know they realize oh i can be uh, a stay-home uh, man uh, dad and be okay with that be very proud of that you know that i raise kids that i stay home and take care of the house that is actually a wonderful role for a man, <laughs> to be honest. A woman should be out working, creating, and uh, a, a man is a very good householder. Uh, I mean, when I say if you want to do that masculine polarization and, and, and embody a masculine energy, taking care of the house and taking care of the family and taking care of all the needs is exactly that, that caretaker model that's, that men are very good at. Very protector. good at it. Protector, yeah. But not so much as a protector, it's the creating the environment that allows everything to rise out of um, st- financial stability, the, the uh, cleanliness of a home, uh, the, the make sure the car runs great. You know what I mean? You, like, if my wife can just run around and do everything she wants to do and not have to think about the maintenance of life, that's awesome. Because now she can put all her energy into creation. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant by by protector. It wasn't like it wasn't like there's there's lions for us to fight or anything. It was like, like can you can you provide an environment where um, where growth can can actually happen? And that, yeah. that's kind of what I meant uh, by that. Which means that the car needs to be maintained and, and for people to not focus about um, um, the, those sort of things. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, um, a lot of we got a lot of areas to go from from here because because you did bring up. Um, kind of my generation. Um, I think, um, I think my generation, uh, we got the, the first taste of, of a pendulum swinging, um, um, rightfully, um, towards the center that kind of went a little bit too far. And, um, and, uh, a lot of young men, uh, my age were basically deprived of, um, um, uh, masculine, uh, strong role models especially when it comes to school, all 99% of my teachers were, were female, um, uh, or homosexual. And, um, and it was something that, um, uh, you basically looked down upon if you expressed any, um, masculine emotion throughout school. And, um, when that happens, you get the, you get the, um, I forget what they're called, the in involves, uh, er, um, uh, involuntary celibates incels, mm. incels, um, mm. where, they're not having sex because they suck. Like, and they really want to have sex, which is just a, a terrible place for uh, a male to be in when you really want to have sex and you cannot, um, because no woman wants to have sex with you. Um, and, and that's, that's my generation, but uh, to a T pretty much is like, um, the, the men just don't, um, you, you either, you either came out of that and, and, and 
basically had to figure everything out for yourself, which I feel like I, I was one of those people that, that figured everything out. And then you look back at all the people who, who made all the men who like made fun of you for, for trying to figure out what women were talking about and, and how to talk to women and how to like not be annoying and stuff and, and stop being a loser. And then, and they look at you like, like you're the asshole. And it's just like, like shit, there's, there's a big issue here. Um, but, and then, like you said, also, it's not happening to the, to the, um, that, that like the 18 year old, 17 and, and younger. Um, I agree. Yeah. Your, your generation took the hit for sure. And, uh, uh, it's, thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I don't have a lot of insight into that. And, um, it's, it's kind of, it, it does sadden me a great deal. And, and I was worried about that for a while. I would see that in the workplace, women taking on a more masculine role, but they were also taking on the bad parts of the masculine role. They were, they were becoming, you know, uh, too brutish and, uh, draconian. And they were thinking the way you get things done is you scream at people. And, you know, and, and here I was thinking, Oh, great. A woman is going to come into power and we're going to start going more into the feeling part of, of working and, and, and emotion and, and time. And that I see that happening more and more now. Um, I've actually seen women, um, weep at meetings, you know, cause they're just so emotional. Um, and I, I think that's great. Like that, that emotionality needs to be accepted in our society, needs to be brought out. And as we do, uh, as men, we'll be allowed to be emotionally more available. Uh, we've suppressed our own emotions. Uh, I know my generation has definitely suppressed their emotions about uh, because men don't cry. Men don't uh, show these kind of things, right? Um, it's weakness. And that I'm glad to see that starting to deteriorate. Uh, and I'm hoping that the newer generations can kind of come together and, and make that play of goddess and God much more fluid. And I think what the women can do, um, and if, if there is uh, anything women, and that's the, that's the cool part of the relationship is, is worshiping each other. If I worship my wife as a goddess and she worships me as a God, and we can go into a little bit of what that, what I mean by that. Um, she allows me to husband her and is grateful for it. And um, that's the reciprocal part. Like I'm, I, when I feel honored that, that um, she is honoring me because I'm helping her, then that, that boosts my energy. I feel like, all right, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And it, that's the little simple things. Like sometimes um, my wife tends to just go, 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 go all the time. And then all of a sudden her battery just shuts down and she has to just sleep. <laughs> if, if I don't plan out that I can see it happening like an hour and a half before it's going to happen. <laughs> if I don't make sure that we're, we're packed up, ready to go back home, everything. Before, and, and by the time we get home and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so glad we're home. I'm getting so tired. That's when I knew I did my job. Right. <laughs> not when, not when we're two hours away from the house and you know, she's like, I need to go find a couch and sleep. <laughs> so it's, it, I don't know if that makes sense at all, if I'm just rambling, but it's, it's, it's that reciprocal um, tit for tat where one takes care of another in that way. The, the goddess always takes care of the, the masculine in the sense that she, through appreciation and the masculine takes care of the goddess through appreciation and love. It's, it's always through appreciation that we take care of one another and our roles that we play. Yeah. I feel like the, the God and goddess lens is, is the best way to, to look at this stuff. Um, um, and it's like, 
it just makes life so much easier. Um, and, and it's like, it, it, it stuns me when we, we, we keep bringing it up, but it's like something that I feel like I have to re- reiterate for, for the, the viewers about, about the, the idea of, um, um, uh, masculinity and femininity is just, it's so backwards and and it's so deep. Like, like we, you can go back thousands of years, like, like we already had briefly touched upon that, but there's so much more going on there. And it's like, um, like even, I mean, just take, for example, like in German, you, there's the der, die, das, like they, they masculine feminine, feminize, uh, pretty much everything. And it's like, where, where did these masculine and feminine things come from? Cause we have that also like, you know, a ship is always a female and it's like, mm-hmm. why? And it's because, well, if you look from it uh, above, uh, it looks like a pussy, but mm-hmm. more importantly, it's because it, it's, it, it, it's, it does the exact same thing that, that a woman does. Uh, you, you load it up with semen and then it goes to another port and then it ejects, it ejects the cargo that, that was in the other ship. It's like, it's like a literal representation of a female. And you, you see this at, it, it, when you start looking at everything like that, you see like, Oh, that's, that's masculine. That's feminine. Um, like for example, the force clearly feminine. Um, it, it literally, as the, the crap decomposes, it creates life out of itself. It's like, um, uh, I feel like we could talk about this topic for like 18 hours. <laughs> and it's something that like, it, it's so, it just feels good to talk about something with like, like somebody that understands this and, 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 uh, and, and isn't like, what do you mean by that? You know, like, uh, yeah, it's relieving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's something I wish more people, you know, it's funny. Um, the, even the concept of God and goddesses is, I have found it very difficult for some people, uh, that they're, that they're entities that you, they're actually, um, accessible that are beyond this consciousness and that that saddens me a great deal because they're there to help they're there to have those energies are there to just they are all wanting to help us uh, evolve um it makes them very happy when they're able to serve uh, i say service as service in the, in the grace of light right um and i i i i would myself was very um, in the beginning of my searching, um, I did not want to do worship at all. I was very, cause I, 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 I saw it as religion. I saw it as, Oh, well, you're just putting your energy into something that's just not real. And, and, and I, I was kind of had a bad taste in my mouth at that time about religion. And it wasn't until my second teacher, um, where he started having us do rituals. And I started seeing very dramatic changes in my life. And I then began to understand the, what, what worship and ritual does for you in accessing those higher planes of consciousness through symbology, if you will. So like some people have statues, that's symbology. Um, the, the cross is symbology. Um, and the goddess, you know, now that I've been with a teacher that's Hindu um, and he's opened me up to all kinds of goddess energies and uh, goddess archetypes. Cause within the goddess energy, you have goddess archetypes. There's, you know, knowledge, there's wealth, there's, there's different archetypes that um, I would say they're energetic matrices that um, when your mind melds with that, it, it makes those energies easier to create in your life. So if you are, um, for instance, a lot of people worship Lakshmi because she brings wealth. Lakshmi is all about abundance, 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 abundance. So when you worship uh, Lakshmi, your mind 
automatically merges with the construct of abundance. Scarcity begins to drift away. So by just melding your mind with that concept of abundance, you begin to become more abundant. And that, that's what worship and, and uh, um, rituals do for you. And I think if, you, if anybody wants to get more in touch with the goddess, uh, I highly suggest doing that. It, it's just looking up. You can go on the web and just, you know, uh, Wiccans do it. Uh, they worship the goddess in their way. Uh, Hindus do it. Uh, there's, it's, it's, it can be very personal if you want, but I, I would always stay towards the archetypes too. Yeah. And um, it, for people that like, and, and there's always the, these people that are like, oh, that's just woo woo mystical uh, nonsense. But it's like, just, just stop and think about it and break it down from a purely scientific standpoint. One, affirmations have been proven to change the cognitive thought processes of, of people. It, it changes their neurology. And two, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's blatantly obvious that repetition uh, changes you. You practice a, a baseball swing over and over again. Why? Because it makes you better at swinging the baseball bat. Um, so it's like, that's what a, a ritual is doing. It's putting, it's putting repetition and um, basically, if you want to call it the affirmations or... Um, um, a mindset that literally rewires your, your neural chemistry. And it's, um, um, uh, once you add the, the third component to that, then you're really going, going somewhere where you're focusing on a true archetype, um, that has been, uh, that has been basic. I don't know if it's a discovered or if it's just always been there. Um, but it, it's definitely something that where, um, uh, when it comes to the symbols and everything to, to, to help you focus on that. And when, when you start learning about symbols and how, um, just it, it um, I guess uh, ethereal they are. It's just a, it, it just brings it to a whole new level. Um, yes. Cause you're, you're, you know, as you know, as, as you've gone through your study, you've, you've learned that you can't have anything in the physicality before there's an, an energetic support for that. All right. Yeah. Everything happens in, everything happens energetically before it's manifest in the physical. If I want to um, build a table, I first have to think in my mind, I think of the construct I already know the archetype of a table. It's four legs and a, and a top. That's the archetype of a table. So how that table is going to look is totally up to me. I may put three legs, four legs, but I know it needs to stand. Um, I put it on paper. I then transfer it to something, and then it's created. So first, it has to come from the mind. And that's, that's, or that's all goddess energy, that creation of that part. And you're absolutely right. It's both discovered and always there. It was always there. But we are always uncovering as we evolve as human people, as, as our consciousness evolves, we discover new archetypes as some of the old archetypes are become less useful. Um, and that, that's, you put it very well, that's, that's, that's really for me, my new practice is if I, I don't meditate very much anymore, um, not because I don't think it's good, I just, that's just where my body's at right now. But I try to keep my mind in these, in these, um, archetypal thoughts and constructs so I can keep my awareness, um, constantly pegged to a higher form and, and do that through my day. Uh, so it, and, and I know when I'm not in these higher states of being, when I start getting angry, <laughs> I start, um, uh, trying to control something, um, expect something that something to happen when it didn't, you know, like, who am I? <laughs> right. Like it, it, the world is just unfolding. It's, it's, 
I have found for me the best the best way to perceive it is just to allow it to unfold, mm. just to embrace it, just to be. The, every time I try to control something, I end up um, suppressing the creation that is happening within me. Now, right. of course, I, that's that's when you're actually suppressing the goddess. When you think about it, right? That the one yep. thing that you should never do. That's what that's what you're doing. That's right. Now, I'm not saying um, if you see disaster coming down the road and you know you need to make a change to keep that disaster from happening, that's, 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 that's legit, right? Yeah. yeah, that's different. Because, I mean, there are demonic forces. We're, we live in duality, right? You, you yeah. can't have good without bad. So we, we also have these other forces that are in play. So you have to be very mindful of that. But um, if, if you're in a high state of attention, these forces really have no power over you. They, they just they don't exist in that plane of existence, so they can't touch you. So w- one thing I would like to add to this discussion is that these archetypes or these gods and goddesses aren't just um, mythology or habits and thought patterns that have been passed on through generations. These archetypes are real. Like in, in the non-physical realm, they're, they're as real as we are here. Uh, and when I've been in times when I've meditated and um, reached like higher states, I, I see them. They're there, and they're more real sometimes than the things in the in the physical world. I just I just like to put that out there. And, and the reason that's important to me is that they they most of them really are there to help you. And, and by adding gratitude to your to the, the practice gratitude is what allows them to come in and, and help you. Right. Um, and that's why gratitude is so important. And almost everyone we've talked to when it comes to like daily practices, what do you do across the board? Almost everyone talks about being grateful, grateful for what they have. Right. Um, but I, I can take that next, a step further and say, so only, it, it not only makes you feel better about your life and what's, what's happening, but it also enables the universe to come in and move you to wherever you want to be. Yeah, I, yeah, very well said. And I love the, the grateful thing because uh, that's how we empower our, our significant others, right? Yes. Yeah. By showing gratitude and yes. by being grateful for everything they do. You know, uh, uh, last night my wife was busy doing things and she wasn't hungry, so she wasn't making dinner. And I said, you know, I'm kind of hungry. I, I'm, I'm not as near as good as cook as my wife. So she stops everything she's doing and she makes me a dinner. And that, that is just to me, unbelievable. I mean, it's, I'm so grateful for those things. Right. And she nourishes me and she takes care of me that way. Right. Um, and she, she appreciates when I'm grateful for it. Right. And I see that a lot in relationships where, um, the people are not grateful for all the little things that we do. And that's, that's, it's so important to constantly not take for granted the th- the little things that we all do for each other. And when we show each other gratefulness and we show each other, that we are empowering that energy within them. We're empowering that goddess energy, that, that creation. Energy. And also the husbanding energy We're we're empowering the God and the goddess and each other through being grateful and appreciation. Right. Absolutely. If, if we were to look at each other Everyone, everyone that greets you, if you were to look at them as a representation of a god or a goddess in that moment, think how differently we would treat each other. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have uh, the, I don't know, the judgments in your mind. You would always look at them as, as a being of light. Yeah. And, and that, that's important. It's really important. Um, 
to give people that, that grace because they are a being of light and they are a reflection of God. Right. So they're a droplet of God. They're, yeah. 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 So let, let me um, offer up a thought to you, see if this resonates with you. You mentioned that um, you don't, you don't um, meditate anymore. Your, your practice is more like a walking meditation and, and living or trying trying to live through your heart like on a consistent basis as you move through the world, right? That that's that's your meditation now. And mm-hmm. and as I'm talking out loud, it seems like that's a very evolved form of meditation, right? To be able to walk through the world with an open heart. Um, and and one of the things that I've that's helped my meditation in the last month. And like I've meditated for a long time, but for the last five years, it's been spotty off and on. Right. And I didn't really feel like I was getting anything out of it and and sitting for more than like 30 minutes would be very physically uncomfortable, much less like the mind be scattered. Right. You would think after meditating for so long, like you wouldn't have those issues, but I, but I do, um, or did. I started, I, t- I took that uh, Joe Dispenza course, I think I mentioned to you, right? And, and he, he offered a couple of simple ideas that changed everything. One idea was that when, the idea that when you sit down and meditate, you're actually communing with the divine. It's like you're, you're meeting your most prized lover, right? And you go in there with that attitude and, and that enthusiasm, that excitement into that meditation, like you're, you're meeting... Your, your true ultimate lover, right? And, and that alone changed the whole focus of the meditation and made it so much more en- enriching. Um, and that and that one idea enabled me to meditate like for hours at a time. And it seemed like it, it would be like ten, 10 or 15 minutes and like next thing you know, two hours goes, goes by, right? The other thing that I started doing is um, he mentioned that in order to get into higher states of consciousness, um, it really assists you if, there, if you have a lot of mel- melatonin in, in your system, right? And that happens the most between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. So I started getting up at 4.30, excited about my meditation, instead of before, like, oh, i got to meditate again, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll put in my 20 minutes and I, and I can check, you know, the check, check, mark, uh, check mark on my list and I can move forward. But I would get up, get really excited about it, feel like I'm communing with the divine at 4.30, do the meditation. And it had a, like the meditations were completely different. Just those two things made it completely different. Hmm. And those, and having that meditation enabled me to be more open hearted when I went into, into the world, especially when I went into the corporate world. Right. And, and one of the things I started doing is feeling the heart. And then you can start feeling, you can feel the magnetic field of the heart. Right. I'm, I'm, sure, like, I'm sure you felt it, right? You can feel the energy of the heart. It almost pulsates, right? And the more you get into that, the more happier you get. Like, you cannot avoid getting happy. You're just happy, right? You're fucking happy. You're just smiling around, looking at strangers and smiling, right? Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't matter because you're happy. Um, so I needed, for me personally, I needed to find a way to meditate in order to be what you're trying to, what you're doing in the world in order for me to do that, I had to do the meditate, get that meditation, inward meditation down first. So it's, it's, it impresses me that you can do that with, without 
like the internal meditation, just go into the world and, and be like that and be open-hearted in the world. Like that, I mean, everybody's, yeah, I, everybody's different, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, everybody, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's awesome that you discovered this and that you, you're, you're now approaching it. I mean, cause it, for me, the, the, for me, the, the, the leap was, you're right. I would, I would sit in meditation and I would bring up all this energy into my heart chakra and I just feel these magnetic fields and I'd be just going into this bliss worlds. And I'm, I started thinking, <laughs> why do I just set this specific time in the day to do this? Because I'm separating my whole life from this one action. Why, why don't I just do this all the time? And <laughs> it, it, it sounds, I mean, it sounds silly when I say it, but, um, and the reason it's it, it, and, and, the, and the challenge is that it's, you're constantly bombarded by other things, right? Yeah. Um, you're like all happy, blah, 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 and the guy in front of you slams those brakes, and you yeah. your coffee spills. You're like, you mother, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're like, you no longer feel that joyful feeling, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the that's the test of the metal, right? Um, I, laughter is my new weapon. You know, you, 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 things fall and spill. You're like, well. You know, was I not grounded? Was I not paying attention? Maybe because the, the event happened, I have to take responsibility for it. And that's one thing that's been a big change in my life is taking responsibility for all the things that happened in my life. Not so much that um, I'm the cause of it, but I am, I am the person receiving it. So just receive it and be happy. Like, just receive, just receive, just receive, just receive. No matter what yeah, no matter what comes, just receive, just receive. It's God, it's God, it's God, it's God, right? And that, and, and that has helped me a great deal, a great deal uh, uh, to get through the, the, the day. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, if you wanted to finish something. No, I, I, I'm not saying that, uh, I mean, oh, I, I have bad days. I Sometimes I fight with depression for, you know, two, three days. And um, I, you know, there's also we're dealing with a human body that has a it's extremely complex i mean one of the one of the th new things that i've been looking into is just how much um the gut drives our mind mm. because uh, for a long time i was doing a lot of work with the heart and seeing how the heart would drive the mind prior to the mind we always think that um, the mind you have a thought and the thought creates emotion and then the emotion creates the action but uh, Quite often, I have found that the emotion rises within the heart area first. The body sends out tons of chemicals. Those react within the mind. The mind then has a thought, and then the action happens. So you're really, it's, it's opposite of what most people think. And now I'm learning that the gut has a huge play in how the mind thinks. <laughs> and as you start going down the rabbit hole, you start realizing the mind is so, it's almost tertiary to what everything else is going on. The, right. the information from the gut and the heart is, is really driving everything up. And what drives the gut are all the millions of microbes that are living in your body. They're alive. They are living. They have they have needs, and if you're not taking care of it, they will send signals to your body so that you do. Cravings are all about that, right? Um, so what I say is, I say all this because it's easy to talk that, oh, I'm just going to be in the heart, and I'm going to walk around the world, and I'm going to be in love, and, and everything. But the actual doing of it is, a, hard. is really hard, and, and that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it a meditation. Meditation is <laughs> not easy. <laughs> meditation is hard. And, and 
if you're just aware of that, the only, the only part of the meditation for me is just being aware of that all the time. That's the meditation. It's just being aware that I, my, what am I doing with my consciousness now? What am I doing with my consciousness now? Where am I at now? What am I doing now? Why am I doing that? <laughs> Where is this coming from? You know? And it's not so much a thought as it's much as a feeling. It's, uh, as I've done more goddess work and, and, and the work, it's less and less about the mind and more and more about the heart. And not the heart, the emotionality of my being. Yeah, the emotional awareness. That's key for me. Um, the mind is really, it's just a blah, 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 blah thing. It just goes, you know? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's, it has really not brought a lot of value except for um, understanding. You know, I, I like using the mind, like philosophy is a lot of fun. Uh, going into a new subject is a lot of fun. Uh, all these learning new things, I love using the mind for that. In the end, you always take that knowledge and embody it as a uh, emotional um, uh, construct, because all that knowledge brings in new beliefs. All that knowledge brings in new understandings. But those beliefs and understandings are actually emotional. They're not. They're not in the head. <laughs> people, people, when they talk about politics, they get so you know amped up so quickly because <laughs> it's emotional. It's not mental. Emotional, right? Yeah. Well, in, in this day and age, we, we see it all over the media, right? Oh, yeah. Pro-Trump. Well, that's Trump. It's all emotional. Yeah. It, it, our media, look, media, they know that if you are able to lasso energy, you can make money. If you're able to whip energy around, you can make money. And the easiest... People are so easily manipulated with fear, with doubts, uh, emotionality. If once people start owning their emotionality, once people really start saying, well, I don't need to feel this. This is, this is a choice I'm making or, or do I want to feel this way? Why am I feeling this way? And they really start taking charge of that. That's when uh, we will, as a society, really change, really, really change quickly. And I see the millennials doing that. They talk about triggers all the time. <laughs> They're talking about, you know, things that, things that, that are coming out in our language. Like I, I had a, a, a friend come over that I hadn't seen in a long time, and he has his own business. And he says, you know, oh, I, I, I've hired a lot of millennials. He said, they're so different than us. He said, they, they, they really want to talk about their feelings. They, <laughs> they talk about what triggers them. They talk about, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know, we never, we never did this when we worked. He's like, we just want to work. We just want to get the, you know, the job done. And, and we were kind of laughing about it, but I was really heartfelt that, that that new language is coming out, that people are bringing that to the forefront. You know, um, their kids will probably uh, be much more emotionally aware than, than we ever were. That's interesting. And I read a, a stat the other day uh, for millennials. They were saying that um, they're, you know, you know how divorce rates were going through the roof for a long time mm-hmm. with, with millennials, mm-hmm. they're extreme, like the trend reversed. They're extremely low. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's why the article didn't say why, but they, they all they co- commented on was the stats. Mm. It- you know, my wife is a wedding officiant, and she has married hundreds of people. And um, one of the things I see the younger, <laughs> I, I don't think people should get married until they're after 29, but um, 
just because you go through so much between 20 and 29. I mean, your, your personality and everything else changes. And then it astrologically too, you have Saturn, right? It comes around yeah. in your 20 around when you're 29. Um, yeah. And I, and I often see people go through a huge turmoil there. If the relationships can handle both people going through that tremendous turmoil, um, they're pretty good. But what, out of all the people that I've seen, what makes a relationship stick is that they're friends first. They weren't attracted because he was so handsome, blah, blah. Maybe that was the first attraction, but they became friends and then they became, they decided to, to share their lives together uh, on a permanent basis. That has always been um, uh, something that has struck me because when you're friends first, you appreciate each other, you have respect for each other, you're not doing the power struggles as much, you know, your, your, your relationship is different. Then the love grows out of that and then the relationship which I like. I think we should all marry our best friends. <laughs> Will you marry me, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's blushing. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so I, I, I hope I didn't go down a, a strange tangent. No, no. I, I think that's... Uh, Somehow I feel like a Neanderthal here for for a second because both of you are saying like like coming from a perspective that the female and male you know resides in both of us, both men and women, and you're trying to get away from like um, discussing gender when it comes to discussing the goddess energy. But I'm still back at when a man and a woman try to build a relationship. The man really needs to, like most men or most men in our age don't really understand the goddess. Maybe the millennials do, right? And, and, and being, being of that um, era, I, I found it so important to understand how the goddess energy works and how it, how it manifests through a woman's body in order to really appreciate a woman, right? And not only to really appreciate her, well, to really appreciate her, because you, you can see a beautiful woman walking down the street, and then like you, you, you lust for her, you long for her, you appreciate that. But I mean, like really appreciate everything that comes with a woman, the feminine energy and everything. You have to understand it first, or else you don't really appreciate it. And then once you understand it, you you need to support it, and you need to understand how to support that, and then you need to understand how that comes around and benefits the two of you as, as an entity, as a group, as a couple, right? And yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I, I mean, I guess why there's, uh, there, for me, I can't say there's a definitive way of doing that because it's different for every, every person, right? right? Every woman, every woman that you appreciate, I think the key thing is you're saying appreciate, right? The appreciation once you appreciate somebody as the God or goddess and you are looking at them as the God and goddess, you are a creation of the God and goddess, right? right Once right. you appreciate. But, but what, what I'm saying is most men don't, most men understand the concept of a, our age, understand the concept of a God, but don't really understand the concept of a goddess. So you, you can say you appreciate the goddess, but what is, but I don't think people understand what that means. I think it goes back to our beginning of our discussion is that it's, it's, it's the unbridledness that you feel of creation. The, yes. the yeah, the, it, that's the goddess, right? We talked about in the beginning. It's the 
but I don't want to put a, a form to it because that is the form. <laughs> the form is that it's completely unbridled and wants to create. It doesn't have to be logical. It, it allows miracles to happen. That energy, it's just imbued with life. And when a woman um, holds a baby, she holds it with such love and tenderness because she sees this baby and feels all the potential in that baby. Uh, they, they just, it, I, I watched their, their emotional field and their, their, their heart field just wraps around these ch the child, right? And, it, and it's, if you could do that to your spouse, just wrap around her and in the emotional field of love and appreciation, mm -hmm. she will communicate to you what she needs. She will tell you what she needs to grow and what she needs to do. That's why I say it's not, it's on a, it's on a person, person basis. It's a communication. Um, right. And, and <clears throat> once you appreciate her, she will start appreciating you. And that communication will start going back and forth, back and forth. And together you start, uh, building your life and how you want to be in that energy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, years ago when you and I were talking, um, we were much more polarized, you and I. Yeah, maybe um, I'm trying to figure out the man-woman relationship still from that polarized perspective. I think you are. Yeah, and I think yeah, I am. What's this polarized perspective that you're coming from? Uh, the the gender role, the the role of a man, the role of a woman, taking on that those roles. Um, that polarization kind of blocks the guy's energy because now you have a role to play, which means that you can do it wrong, <laughs> and, and and there is no wrong. There is only communication and love and appreciation. The, the, yeah. yeah. It's like the, I, um, um, I, I don't know if, if I'm going uh, weird here, but I'm just going <laughs> to explain it up my head. When it comes to um, love, there's kind of a difference between like, saying like, I love you and stuff and mm -hmm. the unconditional love of um, like what you were talking about with baby and everything. It's like that, like to explain that it's like that baby can do no wrong for that woman that that baby could, you know, could, could grow up and become Hitler. But the, like the, it's like that unconditional love um, is still like, they'll they still love it. And it's just like, like that, that is unconditional love to me. It's like, like you, you, because everyone within them working on shadow self has to acknowledge that, that within you is the ability to become a, um, a guard at Auschwitz. Um, and, and it's something that you always have to acknowledge because there's very conscious people in Germany who, who got wrapped, wrapped up in that. Um, so it, it's something to, to be aware of. And it's like, um, so since you know that that's within you, that, that potentiality, of course, you know, take the, the prerequisite measures to make sure that you don't get yourself into a position where that could, where you can find yourself in that terrible situation. But more importantly, to know that, that somebody loves you, uh, even though you have that potentiality, it's a, a, a very incredible thing. And I don't know if that's exactly what you guys were talking about, but it was just, it was on my mind. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's, and that's the love. I'm, you're absolutely right. That's the love I'm talking about. It's not the, um, it, it, love is such a hard word to deal with. Right. Uh, cause it's loving God, it, man. Yeah. Loving God. <laughs> yeah. To, because they're, they're so massive. They're so immense. It, 
it's it's uh, when you go into the fields of light of just love it's it's uh it's in, it's nearly impossible to communicate to others what that feels like right um that's why so i we, went with the extreme of pillar it's like it's like no she still loves him yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah like it shows you what this it's unbound it's unconditional without condition it's like that's right, because uh, since you're saying people like Hitler or somebody, somebody that turns uh, rogue like that, they're that way because um, the ego and the mind, it, it collapses, it contracts, it's, it's narrow-minded and it thinks that there's something wrong with others. And we go back to the, the, the two things that suppress goddess energy, right? The FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and judgment. Those are the those are the two aspects that I could see. And anybody that's, that's um, tyrannical or people that suppress other people or people that are very narrow-minded, that's all based on those two concepts, fear, yeah. uncertainty, doubt. It, it, those are what, that's what blocks the goddess. If you, if you can work on, when, when you work on removing those aspects from your thought processes and from your emotional field, you begin to merge more and more and more with the goddess. And it's just being aware, being aware, oh, I'm in fear right now. Why? You know, is there, is it legit? Because, <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe it is. Maybe there's a guy coming at you with a knife and, you know, <laughs> or maybe somebody's confronting you in a very angrily way and you're like, oh man, I don't like this. I'm, I'm feeling fear, right? That's Okay. That's, that's a different fear than I'm saying, uh, one that um, you are hoarding millions and millions of dollars in your bank account because you're fear of losing it <laughs> and you're not sharing it and you're not putting it back out into the world and helping other people, right? That's, that's the fear I'm talking about. The, the fear at the, in the moment is something completely different. Right? Yeah. 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 So I thought maybe... Um, we talked a lot about the goddess, covered a lot of points, and still have a lot of points to, to cover. Um, but if I was to summarize it, the, the goddess, and I think I summarized it a while back, but I'll just summarize it again from my benefit of no one else's. The goddess energy is the creative, beautiful energy that expands the, the universe and, and makes things alive. Um, and it's that energy that's seated in abundance, right? It's abundance, joy, and beauty. And that, that energy can come through, like we said before, males or females. But it's, it's the energy that makes everything come alive. For whatever reason, in this reality, that's been suppressed for a long time. And, and that comes through the way, uh, for a long time, the way men treated women, right? Uh, the, the men who embodied the masculine women embodied the, uh, the, the feminine it came through in a very physical way um that's that's starting to change and in order to create a society where there is a lot of abundance and people are expressing themselves everyone needs to get in touch with that feminine part of themselves. Right. And that feminine part, like when I close my eyes, I can feel, it feels like this wildness, like this almost like in the middle of a hurricane, all this energy is going and, and it, that just goes out and, and creates. Right. And that is what you need to, you need to get a hold of that. Cause that, that is your authentic self. That is the feminine, right? The way that translates into 
um, a relationship, an intimate relationship. This is the thing I was grappling with, right? Is there has to be like um, the support, uh, the communication, the the respect, um, and giving the woman uh, everything she needs to feel comfortable, right? And understanding a woman's perspective, and that that this is the problem. The, the thing I was having problems with the woman's perspective is she comes from that wild energy where everything is always shifting, everything is always changing, right? And being more like a mentally a male energy. I didn't understand that all the time, right? But when I close my eyes and I feel that wildness, the feminine, and I can see it in my mate, that that to me is is um makes a strong message in regards to the one thing I really want to move towards and achieve in my life, to get into that energy I can feel through an intimate relationship like my wife, I can, we can do that together and she's better at it than I am. So by nurturing her, it'll move me towards that, which I want to be. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That was oh, beautiful. Glad we got that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was beautiful. Uh, I, I got a question. I, I guess uh, it would be remiss not, not to bring this up just really uh, after that, uh, that beautiful summation, but, but to just briefly talk about, um, the, the negative of the, of the feminine. Oh, please um, do. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, w- I was leaving the floor open to you, I guess. Um, is there, is there a, a dark side to the feminine? Is there a, a, Oh, and that's kind of where the real art of husbanding is, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause the, 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 um, Kali is a great example of this in Hinduism, right? She, she can just go out and um, the, the few times I've ever really called on Kali to help me with something. Um, give us, give, before you get into Kali, get to yeah. describe for the, the people listening what sure. Kali looks like. Kali is a goddess of time. She's the archetype of time, right? So um, she doesn't really, <laughs> she, and a lot of people in Hinduism, she has a statue and she's usually standing on a bunch of dead bodies and she, she has a tongue sticking way out, and knives and everything out. I, she's, she is the wrathful side of, of the goddess, right? And what I love about Kali is she's, she is just about the most direct way to get from A to B is what she does. It's, and the destruction that gets, that happens from A to B, <laughs> she doesn't really care. That's your, that's, that's your ordeal that you have to deal with. Right. So I'll give a perfect example. I had a friend who, uh, she had a, a, a bad roommate situation and, and she was with all uh, roommates and, uh, she said, you know, I'm going to start praying to Kali to fix this situation. Right. So she prayed and two nights later she came home, all her stuff was on the lawn. <laughs> she no longer lived there <laughs> situation taken care of right <laughs> and 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 that's what i'm saying like you she call the energy of call and that that's the energy of just like boom it just blasts through so quickly that everything in its way is just cleared away and that can be very destructive that can be very um um and anything unbridled can also be very destructive but I don't know, you know, um, I don't really see dark sides as much as one has to understand the relationship in which you're creating in. And I think if anything, the goddess in her own right doesn't do anything incorrect. 
us as human beings, we take, we take energies, we get empowered with them, and we also empower all the negative sides of ourselves, right? I mean, one of the downsides of meditation is you gain all this great energy, but if you haven't done your homework and you haven't done your due diligence and taking care of your, your emotional self, you're just empowering all that negative emotionality just as much as you are the good stuff, right? So uh, uh, it's like concepts to money. One of the things I can't stand is spiritual people always think money is evil. Money is the root of all evil. You, you, you can't be spiritual and, and then be abundance. That's, that's incorrect. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is one of the money in its own right is has nothing to do with evil or good. Money is just energy. What people do with money is, is either a good, it's a reflection of themselves. So in the, in the goddess, I think uh, what you're, what you're feeling and what I feel you feeling and what a lot of men feel is holy crap, man, there's so much power here. There's so much, the goddess energy is so powerful. What if this thing just goes wild what if this <laughs> you know what if this just goes and, yeah yeah and and we need to slow this down there's too much uncertainty that's right there's, well, yeah, what, yeah what if she goes off at me yeah at me yeah right <laughs> um yeah i i you know i don't know i don't i don't think that's the possibility really i think i think the possibility of us using the energy incorrectly is very much a possibility, but the goddess energy in its own right, I don't think we have to worry about. Yeah, I guess, um, uh, well, it was really Anthony's, uh, when and Anthony brought up the hurricane, that, that's kind of like what jogged my, my mind and go, Oh, there, there's a, a violence involved in this, uh, um, this, uh, transferring of energies and stuff. And the way I always looked at this masculine feminine energy is you put them together, you had a whole hundred percent. So some percentage is female and then some percentage is male. And I would say that, that it's 99% female, 1% male. And that 1% is the direction wherever you, you focus that 99% that the amplification. And so it's like, you're going to have, you know, a hurricane coming out, blowing everything up in your, in your life. Or, uh, if you direct that energy properly, do that 1%, uh, it, 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 it makes the complete, the whole, the whole picture. It gives you the whole picture. And, um, yeah. yep. that's kind of yep. bringing up Polly was a good example of, of, um, the power. Cause you know, that, that's the, that's the quintessential image of, um, Christians trying to put fear in other Christians to not look at other uh, religions. They'll, they'll just show a picture of Polly. And, and it's just like, oh, that looks, that's a demon. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, you look at Mary Magdalene, right? Very <laughs> powerful, very powerful woman. And in, in Christianity, they, they have uh, not put her in that powerful light, right? Yeah. Um, you, yet, you read the Gospel of Mary? I, I, I have not. Um, I've read parts of it. Um, that's good. My, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's something that I've always wanted to do because my wife uh, very much embodies that energy. Um, but it's, you know, <laughs> like so many things, there's, <laughs> there's so many ways I want to explore life and yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. If, we, if, we, if you look at, um, the earth, right. Oh, if we were to treat the earth as the goddess, she's Gaia, she's mother, she's right. And we don't, we, we have been basically a cancer on her since <laughs> modern times, right? Um, and we, we constantly 
try to uh, contain the mother goddess by um, manipulating her her uh, elements into our own will. And global warming is happening. Um, a lot of negative side effects. The water is being uh, um, polluted, and we can't drink it. Uh, the animal life is dying off. The and, you know. Pe- and dangerous species. There's all these negative things happening. All that is as a result of us being unconscious about how we're treating the goddess. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I do take the. Um, oh man, I just blanked on his name. He's a comedian, very famous. Uh, George. He, he died a few years ago. George Carlin. George Carlin. Yeah, and um, you know he he would always talk about it. it's like yeah 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 we're being cancerous to um to earth but but we're nothing more we're, we're just fleas we're, we're just a bad case, case of fleas uh one uh one big <laughs> storm one big uh giant flood and, and we're, we're taken care of and she'll be she'll be right back to normal um in no time and it's like um uh yeah we're doing terrible things and it's an unconscious thing but it's like it's compared to her power it's like we're we're nothing she we're nothing dinosaurs on her you know and those are not <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, and that's the that's the, the the grace that she is giving us. She's allowing us to destroy her because she loves us so much. She wants to see his. She wants her, her goddess energy wants to see us evolve. They want, she knows this is just like bad teenage years. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 it's, like, it's like you're a real asshole right now, but I know later on you're going to grow up and be a beautiful person. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. So, but goes, she, yeah, yeah. So, and it's so deep too, because it's like, it's like we're literally her. Like there's not yeah. a piece of us that's not her. And it, it's, it, it's so, it, it's insane that we, that we treat basically literally ourselves uh yes. way so yes no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right she's given us this human form to exist here on on her yeah, yeah. so we could play and and play with our consciousness yeah yeah, yeah. so um you want to you want to end this uh this podcast by by um asking uh, well, I'm talking to Anthony right now I guess um by asking you some questions that that, that came up um about some some interesting things uh, that you wrote, um, especially about your story. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's really short and I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, um, that that matches up with what actually happened. Uh, my personal story. Yeah. You said you have no real story to, to speak of, but I, I, I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty banal. It's pretty boring. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, I mean, I just, I work, I, I live life. Um, I don't have kids. I have two cats. <laughs> I mean, I think the only thing that makes my life unique compared to, uh, to most people is that I've had the unbelievable grace to study with enlightened beings. And uh, that I, I feel incredibly blessed to have had those opportunities. And it's, I've experienced things that very few people have had the opportunity to experience. And that in turn has just kind of created me into a person that I, my view of the world is, is tends to be a lot larger than most, but it doesn't make me really special or anything. <laughs> it's yeah, just something that happened to me. Right. But, but it makes for an interesting story. 
That's a story. That's a compelling yeah. story. Yeah. If you write a script uh, about that story, I'll come see a movie. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story then. If you want me to tell that story, I'll tell that story. No, it's just like, um, I, I think the point we're trying to get across is, and I, I don't know whether you meant it like this, but when you say you, you, you don't have a story, um, your life is common, that, that's not what we see. That, that's all we're trying to say. Ah. The, the, the fact that you've met these uh, enlightened beings, like the average person doesn't meet any enlightened beings ever, doesn't even understand what they are or know the concept of it. You've met at least three or four of them and studied with numerous ones, right? Yes. That, that in itself is an interesting story. The, the, the other fact that I think is an interesting story is that everyone we've talked to, like, seems to have uh, a mission or seems to like to talk about having a mission um, and their story and like what habits they, they, you know, they have to like support all that. And we were looking at your thing and you were saying, I don't have a story. I don't have a mission. <laughs> I, don't have a- <laughs> I don't have habits. I stopped meditating. Um, <laughs> that's right. I mean, I, I you do- know, um, cause I'm very much in the place right now where, um, it, a mission to me, if I was to have a mission, it's because I think there's something wrong that needs to change. For me, nothing needs to change. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing. Yeah, there, there's conflict. Yeah, there's, there's poverty. Yeah, there's, there's things that I, I mean, I, I donate a lot of money towards poverty. I, and poverty is one of the things I don't like in this world. I would love to change that. I do little what I can, right? Um, but as far as do I think poverty shouldn't exist, I don't know. I mean, that, who's, who's to make that call? Maybe people need to feel poverty, or maybe that's the first step when a soul incarnates here and they're very young. They don't understand abundance, so poverty just teaches you about abundance later on, right? Um, I don't, I can't have, again, we're back to judgment, right? To, to judge the world and say, oh, this needs to change, that's judgment. That's blocking the goddess. The, let the goddess take care of it. Let the God take care of it. Like, all that will all we're all human beings and human conscious doing what we're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. We're in an incubator and it's not pretty. It's ugly. It's messy. It's convoluted. It's, it's destructive. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's all these things. It's always going to be those things. You cannot have duality without these things existing. So why, what is it to change? There's nothing to change. That's why I don't have a mission. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I can change is myself. My mission is myself. My mission is to figure out how to not be so screwed up. That's my mission. That's a good mission. I think that, I think in reality that that's what everyone's mission is, no matter how they play it out. We all, we, we know that the, the outside is just a reflection of the inside, right? Yep. And you mentioned that maybe, maybe your life is about self-healing and re- reflection, which is the same thing you're talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, without going into, uh, I, I've I've had some some experiences in the last year that have opened me up to the ideas of why I am who I am, mm-hmm. and um, I, I've I've definitely experienced a lot of trauma in in my past lives, right? And um, uh, the, the revelations of how deep those traumas were of really coming to the forefront and and I'm, I'm really grateful in this life that um 
<laughs> relatively it's been drama free as far as, you know, I haven't had, I haven't been tortured yet. I haven't been uh, <laughs> prosecuted. I haven't been, you know, nailed to a stake, uh, mouth shown shut, you know, all, all these things that in the past, you know, we, we've had some pretty, uh, traumatic lives and in, in this life, I feel like, um, it's pretty tame. You know, I've never once feared for my life in, in, in the 52 years I've been on this planet. Right. Um, I've never once been uh, not had food in my belly. Never once have I not had a house over my head. Like these are new concepts for most souls. <laughs> right. I mean, most of the time you are a day at a daily basis struggling for those very basic things. So I, I can see why as, as a, as a whole, as, as we've developed into more controlling our environment, why we're a little bit out of control because, uh, we have all this new energy that we're not spent on survival going into other factions of our lives. What are we doing with that energy? And that's, that's really what I was, we were talking about today is we, we've been, we have access to a whole new energy levels and let's put our attention there because in the past we've really just been in survival mode. Right. And we're not, we're only, we're only talking a few hundred years, right? That's, that's yeah. what three, four lifetimes. That's nothing. And that's a really interesting point. We have all this energy that even our grandparents didn't have because they, they were they they were still very much in survival mode, right? And They're fighting world wars. Yeah, yeah. And and what I guess the question is, what are we do? What are we doing with that energy? Right? Maybe that's right. maybe that's that's the mission. Once you define what what you want to do with that energy, that's your own personal mission. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe you know using the word mission is is um, limiting in some ways too because everyone has has um, their own concept of what that is. But but basically, what it comes down to, everyone's on this world for a reason, right? They they have to figure out what that reason is. I, I don't buy into the theory that you know all of humanity happened hap, haphazardly with a million different coincidences that put us here. Right? We're here for a reason. Too figure out what that reason is and decide what you want to do with the time you have here. Right. Or, um, in my case, I don't want to figure out my reason for being here. I want the goddess to help me reveal that. I, I, I allow the goddess to, um, show me what my purpose is through love in her. That makes sense. So for right, instance, that, uh, that's still finding your purpose. It's just a nice way of finding your purpose. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, you're right. It's the how, well, not the what. It, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, you know, living in New York City for 25 years, I've been very confined in my space. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't had any space, right? So now I'm here in California. I actually have a garage. <laughs> I actually have space to create. I have a backyard, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's given me, oh, my God, a, a huge, it's like uncorking a cork. I have so many projects um, to do during the day that all I can think about is the next project to do because I'm creating, I'm creating, and creating. And as I create and create and create, um, I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning more about my limitations. I'm learning about my ideas, uh, what makes me me, right? And as I pull those, those onion layers back through creation, um, I'm, I'm learning more about me. And maybe as time goes on, maybe a mission will develop. Maybe I'll get passionate about something. But um, um Passion is one of those things I've, you know, I, I have always admired people when they say, oh, I just woke up and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's all they focused on. 
I have never been one of those people. I, you know, I wake up and I don't, there are times I wake up and I lay in bed and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing today. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I have no, uh, so in, at, at those times, I just love being in love and just being an observer. I just observe. I just, you know, somebody will come up to me, oh, let's do that. Okay, let's do this. My wife usually, hey, you want to do this? Okay, let's go in the car and do that. And we just, I just flow with the day and see what the day brings me and just be in love with the day. Yeah. And that, that for me is, is, is just as beneficial as going out and creating. Yeah, I think that, um, especially in our society, you know, that, that, that kind of uh, mentality um, is given like a pretty negative light. But the, the, the thing that, it, there's there's a number of reasons why I think that, um, but the, the biggest thing is, is that it always gets associated with somebody not one not doing anything, and then two not wanting to do anything when other people make suggestions to do things, and, and that's sort of kind of like it, it starts leaning towards like nihilism and stuff like that. Like the the, the your mentality isn't actually that, and and there's there's a distinct difference between that because you're not opposed to going with the flow. Um, and, no. it, it, and and that's that's the that's the big difference i think yeah the goddess is yes yeah <laughs> yes yes is the goddess word no is not the goddess word right? right the goddess never says no the goddess is yes 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 so opportunity comes yes 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 let's do it yes yes you know it's <laughs> always excited it's yes 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 so yeah uh, uh i had a teacher tell me you should practice yes just anything anybody comes up to you so you want it yes <laughs> And see where life brings you. And right. oh, absolutely. Thank you for saying that because it, um, it doesn't mean that you don't want to do anything. It just means you're, when I say I don't want to do anything, it just means I don't know what to do. And I'm just waiting for the universe to come and say, go this way. So yeah. do yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's, it's a letting go. It's a letting go. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and that's one of the joys of life, just letting go. And, and not worrying, right? Because sometimes letting go causes you to worry a bit. But if you can let go and not worry about it, just go with the flow. And in order to do that, you have to be in your heart, right? You have, mm-hmm. you have to be in your heart. And then life just happens, right? Shit just And then all these little, uh, like, um, all these coincidences kind of start lining up in your favor. And synchronicity kind of kicks in. And life becomes, yeah. life becomes magical. It does. It comes magical. It's, it, you know, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, judgment. Yeah. Just keep pulling those away. Keep removing those from your life. And uh, all craziness starts happening. And, and you have to let go. You have to let go. You have to let go. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, because your life, your life may change dramatically, you know, uh, but it'll all be for the positive. See, the thing, uh, people always worry, like, well, what if, what if the goddess gets angry at me? <laughs> <laughs> there is that concern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if, what if the guys, like, what if I'm not, you know, no, the goddess loves you. The goddess wants you to, to, uh, why would the God, the, the goddess is not about suppression. The goddess is not about controlling. It's the exact opposite. So yeah. the, the more she can help you to just release her within you through creation, through, through expression, that's her love. That's her passion. You are her child. Yeah. You are her. You, you cannot be. You cannot not be. <laughs> so there were multiple topics we wanted to cover. Um, 
We covered one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think we covered it that well. I think we got to do another 16 hours. Uh, yeah. Hours of things. Um, but we, we, we try to don't go, not to go over an hour and a half. Um, yeah. Just because we, we don't want to take up, like we appreciate you, you giving up your time on a Saturday. We don't want to take too much of it. Um, but the last thing I, I wanted to say and this has been a theme in the last couple of podcasts. And I got the idea of it for when, when um, I was at the Joe Dispenza uh, workshop. And, and it's very true. He was talking about the things that you do to evolve yourself, where it's meditation, walking meditation. Um, and he said, like, one of the things he does that evolves, that he feels it evolves him more than all of those things is just sitting down with people and having like in-depth conversations on subjects that matter, you know, with, with a glass of wine and just having those discussions. Uh, and, and this is, is a, like a perfect example of the quality of the discussion that he was referring to that evolves you, right? Just like meditation or walking meditation. So I'd like to thank you for giving us an opportunity to evolve ourselves through this discussion. Oh, and likewise, thank you for the opportunity to allow myself to evolve with both of you. I mean, it's been beautiful. Awesome. Uh, like, you know, I, I never get to discuss this stuff with anybody. Really? <laughs> so that's what everyone always says. That's what everyone always says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're always like, man, I just, just, most people are always like, I, I'm just so sick of how's the weather. Like, I'm just so tired. Yeah. yeah. That's not real talking. But it's anyway. Not. Yeah. It's not. No, so I really appreciate it. All right, man. If you guys ever ever want to do it again, just throw me a subject and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we have, I have another three listed here, so definitely. Okay. All right, we'll we'll pencil you in. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, uh, oh, is the podcast over? Um, um, we can, yeah, it can be. Well, anyway, I can, I can uh, when is, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right. I'll I'll give you a call later. I've got some things I want to run by. Well, anyway, I sent you guys Kimberly. Um, I want to oh, give yeah. you her back her background, right? Um, she's one of the very few people that embodies shamanism as uh, a way of living, and she's a, she's a true shaman, and uh, she she is an amazing creator, amazing creator. Um, I can't wait for you guys to talk to her um, and see what she comes out with. But cool. I'm very excited. Did you, I saw the email you sent out to her. Did she ever get back to you? Um, she, I didn't. I haven't checked my email. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did that last night. All right. Well, we appreciate the. Okay, you, you know, you, you put us on to her. You put us on to Paul, who, who was like that was a great discussion too. Yeah, Paul's a trip. Yeah. I, I love Paul. He, Paul, uh, he can draw. Paul's an angel. He, he, he's, he's, he's very angelic, um, but he. Unfortunately, he also, he struggles so much with his humanness, right? <laughs> he, there, there's, there's so much conflict with being human. But um, when you look at Paul's soul, he, he's so angelic. And he draws God through everybody. He's, he, like when I see him talking to people, I literally just see light coming down from the top of the person he's talking to his head. And he just draws it right out of them. And uh, that's, that's the power of Paul. He's, he's amazing that way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're, since we're doing compliments, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed uh, uh, just how down to earth you are about, uh, about all this stuff. It, it, it seemed like it just flowed from you from a very like, yeah, this is, you know, this is just normal. Cause uh, sometimes when I, when I talk about this stuff, I get so excited that I start like, I feel myself floating out like off my chair. <laughs> It's true, right? It's, 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 it, I know. Whenever you deal with the guy's energy, yeah. Yeah. And Justin, I mean, uh, you're so impressive, man. You, you've, I mean, I wish I knew what you know at my, at your age. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys, I mean, you so eloquently said things that took me years, years of practice to understand. And you're like, yeah, I'm just so glad I can talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got lucky. I get you know, all this stuff was you know just my whole life's been falling falling ass backwards into just lucky things, and um and and one of them which we didn't get to talk about really was the the, the teacher hmm. uh, stuff. And I guess we could do that. Uh, Actually, uh, that'd be a great that'd be a great subject because uh, um I mean really a lot of people do struggle with teachers and finding yeah. teachers and what is right. I, that I would love to talk about because I've, I've had a very eclectic group of teachers and even people that I've been with who studied with my first teacher, once he left the body, um, they were like, Oh, I'm not going to study with that teacher that they felt like it was betrayal, which I thought was very interesting. Right. So to, to have this idea that, um, only God can be expressed in one line form. <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to be a, a, a good conversation. I mean, we could actually, if, I mean, uh, when I say that, it's just like, it's like, damn, like, I, I want to talk about it now, but uh, just, just be prepared. Cause I'm going to, uh, okay. I'm going to challenge you on a few things. We're, we're going to have Absolutely. like an actual, um, because uh, the way I got into this stuff um, uh, was from a guy who was like, do not get a teacher. Do not believe, don't, do not drink the Kool-Aid. And then he, he explained the things that I needed to know to traverse this stuff myself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've always been weary of, of teachers in the, uh, um, a, you see all of this this scary stuff with the, them stealing your energy, and um, uh, so so yeah, so there, there will be things to talk about, um, um, and uh, it'll be interesting. That's actually, yeah, that's actually that, that you come from that juxtaposition is perfect because awesome. um, that's how a lot of people are, and um, I and you're right, it's a minefield. You have to navigate it, and I, I've navigated those that minefield, so I can easily explain uh, how to do that. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, so we'll have a follow up soon. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And make it, make it like a month or so. So you yeah, have like yeah. more people on there. Yeah. 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 And meanwhile, well, I'll try to figure out who more other people I can uh, send your way. Kimberly will open up a whole world for you. Like there's a guy she knows out there who um, is working with cannabis. Um, I, I told you about this before where uh, he's found a element that rides on top of uh, cannabinoids in your brain. So, um, when I went there, you, we first smoked, um, a, a cannabis oil and it had a very low THC in it, but it would activate your cannabinoids. Right. So I didn't really feel high, but I, I, I felt something just a light high. Right. right. Um, but then he, I, I, I can't remember the name of the, of the, it's a, it's a, uh, chemical in a plant. And he found that this chemical, uh, overrides your emotional fields and you can change your emotion just by smoking this chemical. Right. So for instance, he said, um, try one of the five and I think it was focus social. Um, oh, it was a happy. And then there was like, um, 
um, relaxed, right? right? And I said, oh, well, I want to try focused because I've never been high and focused. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so That's gotta be that. <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, uh, so I smoked the first oil. I, I felt this, the, the very slight buzz of being high. And then, and then I smoked the other one. And my attention field just came down into a focal point, like almost as if I had uh, um, tunnel vision in my attention field, right? right? And I was engaged with every person. And I was, I was like, this is incredible. And I said, well, if you smoke something else, like let's say, um, I think it was relaxed or something like that, um, uh, would it would it meld with the focus or what? he said no it actually overrides it it's like it's like a blank slate so i i tried the next one the next thing i find myself i'm sitting on the couch i'm i'm removed from everybody i am i'm just sitting there chilling relaxing observing and my whole body is just changed like, this is crazy so i said give me another one <laughs> so, yeah, and then i found myself there's a social i found myself back to talking gossiping doing and it it literally He's, he, so what he was trying to do is find very like almost like primary color emotions, you know, <laughs> like cookie cutter emotions that we can grasp onto that he can mimic with this plant. And, and then, so basically his whole focus was if I can create, let's say seven major emotions that people can use, eventually they will be able to change their emotionality through using their heart muscle or whatever, their emotional field without smoking just by recognizing that they are indeed in this mood, right? And I thought that was brilliant. I, I was really impressed by the whole thing. I, 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 I thought, now this is a way to use plant logic. This is a, play, this is a way to use the, the plants in a way that's very beneficial for humankind. Um, and uh, anyway, so I, I, I'm, I will try to see if I can track that guy down because I think he'd be a, an amazing conversation with you guys. Is this guy in California? Yeah, no, he's in uh, Colorado. Colorado? Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be fun. All right, guys, I'll let you have your day. All right, man. Cool. Thanks for buddy. thanks for coming on. Uh, sure, you know, let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Love you both. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.